everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. This is my special weekly edition of Released and Ready with Keisha Rivers. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the Cars Group, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping people to manage and embrace change. And on this episode of Released and Ready, where we focus on the personal side of change, I wanted to talk about um, um, something that there's been a little bit of a debate um, that I've seen on social media and in articles and and talking to people, especially with what's going on nowadays um, with the pandemic. And there are some people who are saying that we need to really spend more time thinking about ourselves personally and, and how we're dealing with this and all of our emotions and our feelings. And there are other people who are saying, just push through it, remain strong, and we'll come out on the other side. And I wanted to address um, this because I really believe that we have to be reminded at some points that it's okay to be human. It's okay to feel, it's okay to have emotions, it's okay to not understand what thing, how things are going, to feel grief, um, to mourn, to feel angry, to feel overwhelmed. Um, and so today's episode, I want to talk to you about being human um, and embracing that. And there are so many times when we're going through change and we're, we're trying to figure out how to react to situations and how to triage what's going on and, and how to adjust to things that are becoming, you know, a new normal, quote unquote, that we forget to be human and we forget to be humane to ourselves and to others. But I want you to acknowledge that change, especially unexpected change or widespread change, brings feelings and emotions like confusion or anxiety or uncertainty or fear or stress um, or loss or even grief because you're grieving what was um, and not knowing what you're going to be faced with now and in the future. And I don't want you to sweep them under the rug. I don't want you to ignore them. I don't want you to deny that they're there. Um, and, and part of the reason why I'm doing this episode is because even though my work revolves around equipping people to manage change and counseling them and guiding them on things that they can do that are best practices to help them navigate change and uncertainty, I'm not immune to the feelings and the emotions that that come about when I'm dealing with change in my own life. I'm not immune to the uncertainty that is gripping everyone and everything around me and understanding that, you know, what I am used to doing has to shift. I started this work because I have gone through so many changes in my life, both personally and professionally, from surviving Hurricane Katrina to going bankrupt to being homeless at one point to having to battle uh, physical ailments to work my way back into doing normal things that you know took me about nine months to do. You know, there are so many times when I have been able to rally the troops, so to speak, within my own head and to be able to push forward and to create something new out of chaos and to create something that I can hold on to out of a feeling of uncertainty and um, 
and, and feeling overwhelmed and feeling drowned in all of the nuances of, of everything that had to be dealt with and everything had, that had to be done. And because I've been asked over and over again, how did you do it? How do you keep coming back? How did you not curl up in a ball and, and, and just say, I'm done, I give up? And so I wanted to take this opportunity to talk about my process and how I deal with the human side of, of change and the emotions that come up as a result of change and how I am human and humane to myself in the midst of so much uncertainty and so many things that we have to address and deal with. So this is more of a personal type of show um, episodes where I just wanted to give you some insight into what I've been able to do and, and the things that I have created for myself um, that I've also shared with other people that has helped me to navigate this whole uncertain aspect of how to be human <laughs> and be okay um, with that. And so, you know, self-care, I believe is so important and we really do ourselves a disservice when we try to brush past all of the things that we're feeling and we try to stuff it down in a box and we try to, you know, put on our, our, our strong face and, and decide that we're going to be an example to others and we're not going to let this get us down, you know, so to speak. Um, I think we do ourselves a disservice when we are not fully aware of and give honor to our emotions. And so I want to talk about, you know, four things that I do normally um, and on a regular basis consistently whenever I'm dealing with any type of changes, whenever I'm dealing with anything that is bringing a huge amount of uncertainty uh, to my life and what helps me to continue to move forward and to come out on the other side better and, and whole. And so the first thing is you need to be honest and identify your feelings not just say, oh, I'm feeling some kind of way or just, you know, acting on them, but you need to identify what they are. You need to name them. You need to describe them. Um, I keep a journal and I don't write every day, um, even though I, I went through a period of time where I wanted to write every day. So instead of just during the, the you know, extreme valleys or extreme, you know, highs, because I wanted to get a sense of what was going on in my life throughout the everyday mundane um, activities so that I could start being able to get a handle on where, what were my trigger points and what were the things that were happening that were leading me to a crisis or leading me to a, a period of feeling overwhelmed or leading me to feeling as if I was losing it. And I figured if I could just journal and chronicle everything that was going on and how I was feeling, that would help me to be able to manage it a bit better. And the reason why I say that you need to name it and describe it and to own it is because so often when it comes to our emotions and so often when it comes to the, the things that we're feeling and thinking that and, and, and what it means for us to really spend some time reflecting and getting to know ourselves, we push past that because we want to get to the other side of it because really it's uncomfortable. 
nobody likes feeling bad. Nobody likes feeling depressed or down. Nobody likes feeling anxious or, or, or grieving or mourning what was, what was before that you lost. Nobody likes that. It's not fun. So we try to ignore it. And that is not a way of dealing with it. So the first thing is I identify my feelings. I journal, I journal what it is that I'm experiencing, what it is that I'm feeling. I try to name it. If I can't name it, then I describe it in full detail of what it is. And you'd be surprised at how just the act of writing your feelings and your emotions and your thoughts without judgment, without trying to fix it, without trying to explain it, without trying to justify it, or without trying to deny it, but just giving that space, writing it and, and, and fully owning it without judgment. So many times we are automatically taught and inclined that if we feel any type of emotion or we feel any type of way, we're immediately supposed to justify it or explain it or downplay it or decide that we're, we're not going to deal with it. And when you don't honor your feelings, when you don't embrace and own your emotions, it causes issues in the way that you deal with things and the way that you are moving forward. And let me just say, I am not a mental health professional. I am not trained in you know, psychology or psychiatry. I'm talking about things that have worked for me and things that I've experienced over and over again um, and ways that have helped me to cope with what, is, what the things that I've been dealing with. So one, identify it, own it, name it, describe it. You, if you wanna do that in a journal format, if you wanna do that in a video blog, if you want to do that um, in an audio blog where you record your, your feelings, but just record them so that you can name it, describe it, and get it out. The second thing is after you have identified it, named it, described it, um, fully gotten it out there and owned it, I want you to explore your emotions. Think about what is it that's causing me to feel this way? What has led up to, what are the events that have led up to these feelings or these emotions? And be objective, be honest. Don't explain, don't add any rationales or reasons, but just chronicle. What is it that's making me feel this way? What is it about this situation that's causing anxiety? What is it about this, uh, the circumstances that is making me feel overwhelmed? What is it about this situation and the decision that I have to make that is causing me anxiety or causing me fear? And if there are things that you're fearful about or anxious about, then name what they are, identify them fully, Write out what it is that's going on in your head and in your heart. Because until you pull it out and, and put it in front of you where, to the point where you can actually examine it, then you're not going to be able to deal with it effectively and to use it um, in a way that is going to help you to heal and to grow and to move forward. So after you've identified it and named it, described it, owned it, after you've explored it with asking what is causing it, what's leading up to it, what are the things that 
um, are transpiring as a result of it. Then the third step is to release it. And when I talk about releasing it, I mean feel it, express it. If you need to cry, cry. If you need to laugh, laugh. If you need to scream, dance, you know, run, you know, allow your feelings to flow through you and release them. I grew up in a family where I didn't see, you know, my family wasn't really emotional. Um, I didn't see a lot of people dealing with their emotions in healthy ways. And, and that's no indictment on my family or, or on the way in which we dealt with things. There was just like life was happening. We didn't have a lot of time to, to focus on feelings is, is the message that I got. And there are so many of us that have gone through that where we're always expected to be the strong one. If you're the one that everybody comes to for answers, if you're the one that everybody comes to when they need to vent, if you're the one that everybody comes to when they have a problem that needs to be solved or they want a shoulder to cry on or they want someone to help them feel better or someone to unpack their emotions and what's going on, two things are happening there. One, they recognize that you have a way of coping that they may not. And so they gravitate towards that. Two, they recognize that you are empathetic in the way and understanding in the way that you listen to what they're going through, you absorb what they're going through, and you give them sound advice that helps to validate their feelings and help them to feel like they're not crazy. And you also guide them in a direction that is helpful for them. So don't think about the fact that other people come to you a lot as being a bad thing. Um, think about it as they're recognizing in you some of the strengths that they wanted to have within themselves. So that's, that's one thing I wanted to put out there. But when you are allow yourself to feel and express your own emotions, you are doing for yourself what you end up doing so much for others. And so I want you to be okay with screaming if you need to, or dancing, or crying, um, or laughing out loud, or having an impromptu you know, exercise moment where you, you have to go hard. I mean, there are different ways people deal with emotions you know, that work for them. I don't want you to do anything that's gonna harm you or harm others, but I want you to find healthy ways of releasing and expressing your emotions. It's okay to cry. It's okay to scream. It's okay to feel frustrated. It's okay to want to break something. <laughs> you know, I have, I have things that, you know, I put together just so I can break them. Um, you know, get some Legos and build something and crash it. I, I don't know what you need to do, but do something. I tend to go for walks. I tend to dance, I tend to cry, I tend to laugh out loud, I listen to music, um, I journal a lot, but there are some times when I just binge watch Netflix. Um, whatever it is that I need to do to allow myself the grace to feel and to express my emotions is what works for me. And I want you to be mindful of and to be respectful of your own process to figure out what it is you need to do in order to release and express 
your emotions. Do it, release it in a way that gives you relief, but doesn't hurt you or hurt others. I can't stress that enough. And after you have named it and described it, and you have, um, you have explored it, and, and what, what is it that's making you feel this way? Not why, but what is it that makes you feel this way and what things have led up to it? And you've released it in terms of crying or listening to music or, or journaling or going out for a walk or a run or whatever. When you've released it, then I want you to reflect on it. I want you to reflect on what you were feeling. I want you to reflect on what led up to it. I want you to reflect on the way that you expressed it. I want you to reflect on the way that you feel now as a result of allowing yourself and giving yourself that space to deal with it. And then ask yourself, what's next? What do I need in terms of support? What do I need in terms of healing? What do I need that will help to equip me to deal with this in the future? Now, just because you go through this process doesn't mean that the emotions that you've expressed and the things that you've released are gone completely because there are ebbs and flows to this. There are mountains and peaks and valleys to this. We are human and we're constantly having to address things and deal with things. I spent a whirlwind week being on panel after panel about change and being a part of virtual summits, talking about diversity and inclusion in the, way of, in, in the world of work and how we can engage employees. I spent a lot of time talking to my friends and family members as they expressed their doubt and their confusion and their uncertainty about everything that was going on. I was the person that was comforting others. I was the expert that people were turning to in order for me to provide them with answers. I was the one that was taking on all of the emotions and the frustrations and the, the uncertainty and the grief and the anxiety of everybody else. And I realized that I had gotten to a place where I was full. I had no more room for anything. And as a result of that, I had not dealt effectively with my own emotions and my own feelings about what it is that I needed to do to make sure that I was okay. So what I did is I got silent. I got quiet. I disconnected. And I went through the process I just outlined for you. I wrote in my journal and I expressed what it was I was feeling. I outlined exact, I described what it was. I just, and then I talked about the, the, the events leading up to it and what I felt had caused to caused it and led to it. And then I released it. I allowed myself to cry. I allowed myself to, to be tired and to nap. I allowed myself to listen to music and be introspective. I allowed myself to express my emotions in the way that worked for me. And then I reflected on it. What's next? I know this is not the end of it because we are far from over, you know, in this process of change and in, in, in this pandemic and trying to figure out what our lives are going to look like and the stresses that come with trying to figure out financial obligations and family obligations and how we're going to deal with having to provide for our families and provide for ourselves and want some semblance of normalcy in all of this chaos.
How do you keep moving forward when you don't feel as if what you're doing matters? How do you keep moving forward if you don't feel like you can deal with any more stress? How do you feel like you can continue to move forward and to help others when you feel like you yourself are, has been, have been depleted? So I went through this process and I reflected on how did I get to this point? What were the things that led up to me feeling completely overwhelmed? What were the things that led up to me feeling like I was grieving, feeling as if things were not getting better but getting worse, feeling the stress and the anxiety of understanding that there were so many people looking to me that I needed to have answers, but at the same time, I needed to deal with my own process of dealing with the change because I was in the midst of it just like everyone else. So I reflect on it. And I outlined everything I was thinking, everything I was feeling, what got me up to this point. And I asked myself, what's next? How do I deal with this on a consistent basis that is good for me? How do I build in breaks that allow me to take a breath and to reset? How do I change my daily routine or my weekly routine or what things I decide I'm going to work on or my daily rhythm and flow in terms of how much of a break I give myself? How do I recharge? How do I replenish myself before I become depleted? What do I do moving forward? What is next? What type of support do I need to get? What type of healing do I still need to go through? What are the things that I need so that I can be human and be whole? And when I reflected on those things after looking back and after chronicling the things that led up to the emotional breakdown or the um, onset of emotions or you know my emotional episode, whatever you want to call it, when I look back over each one of those aspects and I, and I thought about the emotions I was feeling and what caused them and what led up to them and how I released it and what worked for me, I was able to craft my next. What support do I need? As a result, I changed my schedule and I'm not going to say yes to so many things all at once. As a result, I worked in downtime where I'm going to completely unplug. I don't need to be on social media all the time. I don't need to be updated every single second with what's going on in the news. I don't need to constantly hear about um, people who are sick and who are dying and who are lost and who are frustrated. I don't need to get caught up in the the the, the, the uncertainty and the rising tide of emotions from the political climate. I don't need to be exposed to that all the time. I'm not saying to unplug and not be involved in the process and not be informed about what's going on and not be knowledgeable about things that are impacting you and others. I'm not saying that. I'm saying take a break. It's okay. If you want to take 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, half an hour, a half a day, and just be still and focus on spending time with your family. Or if you're by yourself, focus on spending time with yourself and reading and, and napping and snacking or, or doing something that is going to replenish you. 
So when I reflected and I, talk, and I thought about what's next, and I thought about the support that I would need, and I thought about what else I needed to heal from, what is this a trigger of that I may still need to do some work with? You know, the, everything with the pandemic and, and, and everything going along with, with how we're managing and, and living through another, another time in, this, in, in my life where I had no idea about what's next. And when I was in Katrina and it was this whole thing of you just have to put one foot in front of the other because you don't know what's next. So being in this pandemic brought up feelings from Katrina. It brought back memories of having this huge sense of uncertainty and feeling like I'm in a huge amount of chaos because nobody seems to know exactly what's going on and nobody seems to have the right answers. So in that, I learned how to trust myself and I learned how to adjust and adapt. And so this scenario with the pandemic was bringing back some of those triggers and bringing back some of those feelings. So I had to reflect and figure out these are some areas I still need healing in. This is how I need to be supported in reaching out to friends and to family and to colleagues and other people who could support me in the way that I needed it. Because nobody is perfect and we're all growing and learning and we need to understand how to be okay with loving ourselves enough to go through the process of healing and change. And so on that fourth step, when you reflect and you talk about what, what's next in your support and your healing and you, and you look at what got you to this point and then you develop a sound plan of how you're going to deal with it moving forward. That is perhaps one of the best things that comes out of this process. Because not only do you have the information about what it is that got you to this point, and you've allowed yourself the grace and the space to express your emotions and to feel your emotions, you've also come up with ways in which you are able to support yourself and to get support from others to help you through this process. Even though we live our lives individually, ultimately, we choose to engage with other people. We're not alone in this life and we don't live our lives in complete solitude. So whatever we go through, it impacts others in ways that we don't even know about because your mood and your emotions cause you to think a certain way or react a certain way or respond a certain way or to interact with others in, in certain ways and it causes a ripple effect that continues. So I want you to be okay enough with yourself to be okay with being human, to feeling your emotions, to giving them space, to naming them, to owning them, to embracing them, and to identify the ways in which you need to express them, ways in which you need to release them, and then reflecting on what you need to do next to help you go through this process. I hope this has been helpful for you. Um, doing these podcasts is, is in many ways a uh, cathartic experience for me because it allows me to get out of my head um, all of those things that keep swirling around and it allows me to be able to hopefully share some 
um, action steps and things that are going to assist you in becoming better and to navigating the process of growth and the process of change so that you can create the life that you would like to have. Um, I am Keisha Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcome by equipping people to embrace and manage change. You can visit my website at carsgroup.com, that's K-A-R-S group.com, for more information about me and about our Equipped for Change series that is launching that will provide a Facebook group, some live events, some ongoing videos, trainings, and, and so on that will give you tools, tips, and actionable items that you can implement that will assist you in being able to change your mindset and master your success. I thank you so much for joining me on this special edition episode of Released and Ready with Keisha. And I hope that my insights on how to allow yourself to be human and to embrace and release your emotions has better equipped you to become your best version of yourself. Make a commitment to yourself that you are going to take care of yourself. And as always, I implore you and ask you to do what's necessary so that you can make it a great one.